For the last week, week and a half, my heart has been so emotional. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster of just emotions, like up and down, up and down. Just when I think that I have made 10 steps forward, I take like 20 steps backward. How does that happen? I don't know. Anyways, um, for the last year, year and a half, I have wanted nothing to do with Jesus absolutely nothing to do with him. I I pushed him away. I didn't want him. Everything was his fault. Listen, I didn't get my laundry done. Whose fault? It became Jesus's. Didn't get my dishes done. Whose fault? Jesus's. Was late to work. Whose fault? Jesus's. Like everything that I had done wrong or every mistake that I started to make had become Jesus's fault. I don't know where I got the idea that it was okay to blame Jesus for every single thing in my life that went wrong. And I heard um, one of my friends that is such an inspiration to me, like literally love her with my whole entire heart. There's nothing that I wouldn't do for her. And she knows that. But I heard her say in her video that she did, that sometimes, a lot of times, we bring her onto ourselves. And I got to thinking about that. It was late one night, and I just, I kept playing that part over and over and over. Because she also mentioned that it's okay to struggle. It's okay to make mistakes. It is okay. But don't stay there. And so, I just kept rewinding it and replaying it and in my brain and got to really thinking about how true that is. How many times do we blame Jesus for our mistakes? Not his, our. I'm so thankful for friends who bend over back to tell me the truth, even when the truth hurts. Have you ever heard that saying, the truth hurts? How true is that? So true, right? There has been multiple times in my life where my friends, I hang out with very bold, stubborn persistent friends in life and I just like upfront people I don't like the oh it's okay it's gonna be okay I like the no Chelsea like you need this no you shouldn't do that and no you're not going to do that like I love those kind of people because they aren't sideliners they're just like hey I'm gonna tell you how it is and if you don't like what I have to say I'm really sorry but I love you enough to say it anyway and move on. And so my best friend, Emily, every time that we've gotten together for the last, oh my goodness, probably a year and a half or so, Chelsea, you need to let this go. And every time I'm like, I know. Well, then if you know, let it go. And I'm like, Emily, that's enough. And she's like, no, it's not enough. And I will decide when is enough, Chelsea. You need Jesus just like I need Jesus. And I'm not going to stop talking about Jesus to you. If you don't want to hear it anymore, then don't don't come hang out with me anymore. And it got to a point and I'm like, oh, okay. And so every time that we would walk, I would hear her out and just ignore what she had to say. Because... I had in my brain that I did not need Jesus. I did not want Jesus. I 
was at a moment in my life where I just hated everything about Jesus. And you ask me how I could hate everything about Jesus. I was so angry and caught up in myself. Like that I just could not see the past, this tunnel vision. And so I'm really bad about bottling up emotions and just letting them sit and sit and sit instead of dealing with them head on. My high school math teacher used to say, Chelsea, deal with this stuff head on instead of just bottling up and shutting down. Deal with it. If you're mad, say, hey, I am pissed. And this is why I'm pissed. It's okay. It is okay to say that. And so um, I got better about it. And then I kind of just drifted and kind of just fell apart. And so um, I relate back to Chick-fil-A a lot because those were the years that, man, I really like, I was trying to find who I was. I was trying to get answers. I was set and bound determined that I was going to fix dystonia. I really, truly thought with all my heart that I was going to cure it and cure it by finding answers. And I remember finding answers. And when I found answers, I was like so excited. And I was like, Craig, guess what? He's like, what? I was like, I found answers. He's like, awesome. I'm like, that means I'm going to find a cure. He's like, sit down for a second. I'm like, no, no. Like I'm going to find a cure. And he's like, you need to listen and hear me out first. Sit down. And I'm like, no, like I got to go cure the world. And he's like, oh my gosh, she is going to be very disappointed when she finds out there's still no cure, isn't she? And so, um, moving forward, my friend Carissa Um, who I met through Chick-fil-A. You know, it's so cool and unique how Jesus just has played my journey out um, and took me on an amazing journey that was not planned by me. It was solely Jesus and no one but Jesus because there's no way of explaining it otherwise. And so I met Krista through Chick-fil-A and she was just so sweet to me and kind-hearted and we actually clicked because she was going into speech therapy. I was in speech therapy for my dystonia and my speech at the time and all my evals, you would never know it today, but it took really hard work, but all my evals had said and stated that I was at a handicap level of speech and that because of my speech, I would not be able to be part of society like I should. And so um, my two friends at Chick-fil-A, Abby and Carissa, they were both in speech therapy. And so they would come talk to me about it. They're like, so how do you feel about that? Like, I like, what do you what kinds of things do you work on in speech, if you don't mind us asking? And so I would open up to them and I'll never forget, Abby comes in on her last day and she paints this beautiful canvas for me and it has a Bible verse and she's like, here, I just want you to remember that you are so special to Jesus and I'm so proud of your determination and your willingness to be in speech and get help for um, what you deserve help for. And she's like, I know that you will rock it this next semester, so go show them how it's done. And so she gives me a hug and so... 
um, there were times where it was so cool to replay all these memories back in my brain and heart. And so, um, Rachel, I used to say, um, like different words wrong and stuff. And Rachel would say, no, 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 look at me. Like Rachel was our marketing director and she's like, Hey, like, let's shape that up right now. And so she would help me. And it was like a team effort. And she was like, repeat after me. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm like, this is why I have speech, Rachel. And she was like, I'm trying to help sit back down and let's do this again. And so I would repeat her and she would help me and she'd be like, Chelsea, how do you say that word? And we'd kind of laugh about it, you know, because what do you, what else are you supposed to do? You can get frustrated, but that doesn't help. You can go back and kick a trash can. That surely doesn't help. You can go back and kick the lettuce containers, but you just get made fun of by the whole team. So that does nothing in the end. So um, I moved, moving forward, um, Carissa lived with Denza and Chris is like, oh, you have to meet my roommate, Denza. You will love her, Chelsea, and she'll love you. And I'm like, okay. She's like, but I got to pre-warn you. You both are really outspoken and not shy, so I don't know what's going to ever come out of your both of your mouths and then doubling it up. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into, but I'm going to introduce you anyways. And so Chris is like, come over for dinner. And so I come over for dinner one night, and Denza... And I often talk about this night. Um, We remember it so well. She actually remembers it better than I do. Um, But I was sitting there. I was nervous. I was anxious. I was like, oh, I hope she likes me. She's so pretty and she's good at everything she does. Like, I don't know how she's going to react to me having dystonia. And at that time, Carissa had filled her in and was like, hey, my friend has dystonia and this is what it is. Denza's like oh, cool, like, I want to learn more about this. Um, Tell me more. And so we're all sitting, and I was really thirsty, and I went to grab my cup, and I couldn't take a drink. And I just tried several different times. And Denzel kept looking at me, and I, I knew that she wanted to say something, but didn't. And so finally, Denzel gets up, gets a straw, nonchalantly hands it to me and says, here you go, buddy, with the biggest smile. You know that genuine smile um, that you see on someone when they really, truly care? And so that was her. I was like, thank you so much. And she goes, yeah, no problem. And she nonchalantly was like, Carissa, we need to start carrying straws with us because, like, this could help her so much. It's okay. We, like, we have a lot of straws. We'll buy some. And Crystal's like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Like, I bet that would help and, like, relieve some stress off of you when we're out to eat and go out places like that. And I was like, yeah. And Denza's like, well, that or one of us always have a cup, always have an empty cup with a lid. Like, let's just make sure that we have that stuff so when we go out with her, like, we can help pour it and make it a little bit easier on her. And so from that night forward, we just got along so well And I just remember openly talking to Denza about dystonia and the struggles that I have had with dystonia. And so as I'm opening up, she's opening up about her life. And we just clicked. And so she began texting me, you know, she'd be like, hey, Carissa has class tonight, but do you want to come over for dinner and we can talk? 
And so there was a couple different times where I called Denza and I'm like crying my eyes out and she's like, well, Chris is not here, but come over and talk with me. And so I'd go over there. Krista would come in the house and she'd be like, what the crap are you doing here? And I'd be bawling my eyes out and she's like, oh, 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 okay, okay. And so I'm so thankful for them too. So thankful for them. I don't know what I would have done without them. And I can't disinclude Jayla because Jayla is right in the midst with them. Like, listen, <laughs> I love Jayla. Side note, Jayla flew all the way to Washington with me one year and the whole plane ride, she was so nervous and we were just talking and I was talking to her about dystonia and she's like, you know, what I have learned through you and through dystonia is that different's okay and different is beautiful and different is unique and I should be going out for those opportunities to be people that are just different than me because I'm missing out on a lot. So thanks for teaching me, Chelsea. I'm like, no problem, bud. And so I'm just so thankful and grateful for my friends. Um, They are very bold and very upfront. (laughs) I just called Emily Little Lynn the other night because she was like, you're going to go to church tomorrow or are you just going to find another excuse to get out of church and just say you're tired or you don't feel good or heck, just throw dystonia in the equation or throw the absence seizure thing in the equation. Like that's a great excuse. And I'm like, all right, Lynn, all right. And she goes, hey, you love Lynn, so don't even. And I'm like, I do. And she's like, you know she's right. And so Friday, this is what's kind of changed my perspective and really grabbed a hold of my heart. Um, I have been prayed for and reminded that I've been prayed for across the miles here in town. Like my friends are like, hey, we're praying for you. We're not going to stop. Like, we are continually praying for you. And my my best friend, Emily, she's like, I've been praying for you for over a year now, Chelsea. Every night I pray for you. And she's like, and I wake up thinking, today's going to be the day that my best friend turns her life around and gets her priorities straight and goes to church and quit using stupid excuses. But then... I just keep getting disappointed and disappointed, but I tell God, I'm going to keep trying because I am stubborn and I will outbeat her one day. And so Friday, Chris was like, hey, do you want to go hang out? Like, let's go out to eat. So we go out to eat and um, we hadn't talked about the Jesus thing for uh, about a week or so together. And she says, we need to talk. And I'm like, we are talking what do you want to say? And she's like, Chelsea, it's okay to get help, to ask for help. And I was about ready to shut her down. Like I had shut Lynn down. Like, listen, I shut Lynn off real fast when she was like, it's okay to get help. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. So don't even. And I did the same to Carissa, except I did it multiple times to Carissa over and over, and Emily too. I just wasn't that brave to do it over and over to Lynn. She scares me. Anyways, um, I started to shut Krista down. She's like, no, you're not going to shut me down. You're going to listen. She's like, I need you to listen to me because I listen to you, and that's what friends are for. 
And that's what friends do. So you need to listen and be open to what I'm saying, okay? And I was like, okay. And so halfway through, I'm like, do you understand that I just don't process things like you? And she's like, that is the stupidest excuse I've ever heard out of you. Stop. You know that this is just part of life for you. And this is part of dystonia, Chelsea. And you using it as an excuse right now is not okay. Stop. Where is the girl that was on fire that flew miles away to speak on Capitol Hill and was lucky she wasn't arrested because of her mouth? And where is she? Did she like get lost? Because that's the friend that I remember falling in love with and hanging out and just loving to be doing life with you. And she's like, where's that friend that created this like huge awareness in Delaware County, then took it to Indy and helped make a big hunt happen? Then makes worldwide news, let alone, oh yeah, gets an email from um, the famous surfer, Bethany Hamilton. She's like, holy cow, where is she? Did she just get lost in life or did the devil just grab a hold of her heart? Because I'm really confused right now and would like to know. And so I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. I just was hurting really bad. And she goes, that's okay. You needed to step down from that hunt. We all backed you up and we all supported you. And you know that. We didn't even want to do the hunt the last year, but we did it because of you, because we love you and you are our friend and we support you. We did it for you, Chelsea, like most people did. And so we're not saying that we are happy that that we aren't happy that you stepped down from the hunt. Trust us when we say we are happy because you are a butthead. You're a butthead around that time. And you are lucky that we love you because we were all ready to walk off and quit and go back home. Your attitude sucked. And I was like, oh, ouch. And and she's like, it's okay to struggle. And so I was like, well, can you help me? And she's like, yes, I will help you do whatever, Chelsea. Like, that's all you have to do. Say, I need help. And admit that. And tell Jesus, because, Chelsea, I can only help you so much. But Jesus can help you more. So you've got to really try and put effort. And while you're at it, realize Lynn has more wisdom than you have right now. So you ought to be listening to her. And you ought to be having respect for her. And not shutting her down. And not ignoring her. And surely not deleting her because you don't want to see Jesus post. That is ridiculous. And I was like, yeah, I was in the moment. And she goes, no, no, no. She's like, it's not okay. You know that. And you need to realize that she speaks truth because she loves you. And when you realize that, let me know. And she goes, this conversation is done. We're moving on to a different conversation, different topic. Okay. I was like, so I went to try to go back to it. And she goes, Chelsea, we're done with this conversation. Okay. She's like, I've said what I need to say. I've heard all the excuses from you. Either you want them or you don't choose one. But you sitting on the fence line is not okay. 
And at that time, I was just, like, so overwhelmed. And I'm like, Carissa, this is how I feel. Like, this is... She's like, you need to be telling Jesus this. Not me. Tell Jesus this, Chelsea. I'm like, yeah, but... And she goes, he didn't make you wrong. He loves you. And he wants to hear this from you. Not me. And so... When I found out that Miss Judy passed away, my heart broke. I I love little kids. That is just kind of where God has placed my talent at, just to love little kids. I absolutely love them. They're, they're my whole life. But I do love Ron and Judy. Love Ron and Judy so much. They came and ate with me. They would, they did, they did have done so much for me and so much for my family. And when I found out that Judy had passed away, my heart just broke because I'm like, I was in her Sunday school class and this is not how she taught me. She did not teach me to give excuses and she did not teach me not to love Jesus and she did not teach me to be angry. She taught me the opposite. And I remember those times. And then I started thinking about Alan Rita and how Alan Rita, how I got cocky one Sunday morning and said, well, I'm going to move out when I turn blah, 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 blah. And Al goes, okay. And takes out a piece of paper and he's like, let's add up all these bills. And he puts tithing in the mist. I was like, I don't need to tithe. And he goes, oh, but friend, that is where you are wrong. And... So he, I'll never forget that he was like, one day, Chelsea, you will come back to us and say, you were right. You were right. You were right. And you were right. (laughs) And I have come back multiple times to them. And each time they laugh and they're like, we knew you'd come back to us and tell us you were right. Sure have. And so my, my heart just overflooded with memories. Pastor Ron used to teach the teen class and, you know, a lot of us giggled when he first took over and we're like, he's old. He won't, he won't understand. No, he was one of the best Sunday school teachers I had as a teenager. Best ones yet. He, I'll never forget all the Gonzaleses and all of us were in there, Kim Perry. And he's like talking about music and what kind of music we listen to. And he goes, Bring in your favorite music and we'll listen to it. And they all laughed. Like all of us started cracking up because some of the the music was bad. And he was like, I'm serious. Bring your music. He did a lesson on how the music um, can be good or bad for us and what type of music to listen to. And that has just stuck with me throughout my life. And so every time I hear like gangster music or something, I'm like, dang it. Like, I remember when Pastor Ron preached on this, but what I'm saying is that, or what I'm trying to say is Judy and Pastor Ron were amazing people, and I'm so thankful that my parents raised me in church and that I grew up under them. I love them so much, and so I remember she'd always be scared of Pastor Ron. Listen, this lady would crack up. She'd be like, girls, do you want to see the pastor jump? And so Kelsey would be like, get him, get him. I want to see him jump. Then I want to make fun of him. So she'd just pop out wherever. And 
So it really got my heart, my heart torn and, and then thinking about Lynn and how she's a pastor's wife and that really broke me too. And then my friend Denza in the past, in the past, um, and I'll end it around here. Um, in the past couple of weeks, my friend Denza has stepped up and last night I was like, Denza, I, I, writing is really a struggle. And she's like, I know. She's like, I was just telling Carissa, I bet she gets frustrated and throws that pencil half the time when she's trying to read her Bible and take notes. And I was like, I get so frustrated and angry at Jesus at that moment. And she's like, let me start sending you my notes. Here's my notes. I'll take them. You read it because it's more important to read the Bible than it is to take notes. At this time, you just need to read your Bible and be in the word. Don't worry about the notes. Jesus understands. Let us help. And so watching my friend Denza, which she has came from a really rough background and watching her just like put her trust in Jesus and like, I'm going to love you no matter what's going on in my life. I might be at the lowest, but I'm going to give you praise anyways. Like Chris and I have been amazed or just like look at our friend like look at our friend go like whoa and so I got up Sunday morning and I was like I'm not gonna go to church and boy did I have to pray all the way there yes I did and I prayed that Jesus would allow me to find get make one new friend guys I made two new friends And then a third one today, a third one through my job, didn't even know that it had a connection and just put the connection together today. And so I'm like, holy cow, I'm so like on the top of the moon right now. And my kids have been so good. And my little girl says yesterday, Miss Chelsea, I think you're happy today because Mr. Sun's out aren't you? I said something like that. And my kids just notice when I have Jesus, I am a completely, completely different person. You ask anyone around me. When I am angry and frustrated with Jesus, I am a horrible person. But when I pray and when I'm reading in the word and when I'm trying to love Jesus, I, God gives me grace where there would be no other way. And so tonight, I just want to let you all know and just like encourage you, like I'm struggling and I'm not over this thing yet, but I'm going to work through it until I get it good. And I'm going to have to work until I get to eternity. Let me tell you, because I got a lot of junk to work on. But the healing process starts with us making that choice of asking Jesus for help and wanting Jesus. And so that's where I'm at. And I just ask that you all pray for me. And if you feel alone, like, bro, you are not alone. Like all my friends this past couple months, I've heard them say, huh, we feel so alone. Like we haven't ever felt this alone before. Like Jesus takes us through some dark times, but I have kind, I have learn that the light is at the end of the tunnel and that Jesus looks at eternity 
And so I'm so thankful for that. And I just, I encourage you to keep trying. Like my friend Denza, my friend Denza is amazing. My friend Lynn, holy cow. You look at those two. From where they came from till now, it's amazing. So I'm praying for you guys. If you're struggling, like know that I'm praying for you. Um, I hope that you have a great rest of the Tuesday night and just know this rest of the week that you're loved by someone somewhere, even miles away, like Matt and Lynn. (sighs) I hope that you guys all have a great rest of the week and I'll talk to you later. Bye.